0: Happy Wednesday everyone, we've got an interesting episode today. It's my conversation with Bill Perkins, founder of Skyfi, and Luke Fisher, CEO of Skyfi. Skyfi, which just recently went live with their product, aims to democratize satellite imagery and make it affordable, accessible, and usable for everyone. I recommend checking out their app, which looks pretty cool. In this episode, we talk about the founding story of Skyfi and their vision, the importance of making satellite imagery accessible to the hive mind, differences in how the B2C and B2B segments will use Earth Observation the vertical Skyfire targeting, the state of EO, and more. It was a fun discussion with Bill and Luke, and if you're interested in the future of EO, like we are, I think you'll enjoy this one. And now I bring you Bill Perkins and Luke Fisher. Hi, Bill. Hi, Luke. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Brilliant. Let's get started. The first question that I usually start with is to ask guests to describe their story. Um, I'm going to ask the same. Uh, Bill, do you want to tell your story? Probably the short version.
1: Oh my gosh, being 53, short version. All right. So I, I started off in energy trading. Um, I use a lot of, uh, tools to make, uh, decisions with respect to trading natural gas and energy futures. Um, one of those is satellite data. Um, I had a very painful process to acquire satellite data, <laughs> uh, and was so frustrated that I decided that A platform needs to exist where uh, people could easily access uh, satellite data for whatever their needs, not just trading and speculating on natural gas, but having a real impact on the world. Uh, Form SkyFi. Grab Luke. Get over here, Luke. We need you. Uh, Luke is a co-founder, and here we are.
0: All right. How about you, Luke? Yeah, a little little
2: different path. Um, I was in the army for a long time as an aviator and an end user of satellite imagery. Um, so you know, going to places all over the world, relying on satellite imagery to provide that accurate information. And I didn't think about time, but reflecting back, I mean, remember times where you get somewhat recent satellite imagery, but the process was long. And you know, landing in some spot where now, oh by the way, there's a house there or a farm there, so it doesn't work. So Um, That was the start, but then went to a big tech company after I got out, Uber. And then I went to another Bay Area tech company before joining the venture capital world for a little while. And then uh, that's where Bill and I met. And I was thinking a slightly different approach of if you believe in autonomy and electric vehicles and drones, they're mapping their environment. So let's take that data, compose it and sell it. Um, but satellite world is much more, um, interesting at this point for where technology is. So yeah, and here we are, SkyFi.
0: All right. So yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about SkyFi for those who don't know who wants to give a quick elevator pitch of what SkyFi is.
2: Go ahead, bill Luke. you you I'll go first and then I think it, bill always you know has the the vision um stuff just just down pat so you know skyfi at its basic fundamentals is an earth observation marketplace company where our our mission is to democratize which that word gets overused quite a bit but more easeify the access of satellite imagery data, stratospheric balloons to the world, and you know a lot of our focus is on the user experience and the customer. So, you know, how do you get that out to the world and the masses? So, um, that is our goal: empowering the world to make change. You know, through the tools that we are providing by SkyFi.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Luke nailed it. I, um, you know, we're 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 kind of user experience zealots. Um, We're very customer-focused. The industry is science-focused and product-focused. We're customer-focused. And the reason why is is that we believe that nobody beats the crowd, right? Crowdsource, uh, uh, intelligence, the hive mind, if you will, as Liv Boree likes to say, is very powerful in in terms of solving Earth's problems. But what the hive mind has been missing is that last piece of data, which is Earth observation data. And we're not just talking optical. We're talking SAR, hyperspectral, whatever they throw up in the sky. And then we can solve some meaningful problems and make life better in general in ways that I can't even imagine. And so that's what SkyFi is all
0: about. All right, interesting. And, you know, I think Luke mentioned the word marketplace, and, you know, I have... Uh, there are different terminologies and I have definitions for marketplaces, platforms, and, you know, all of those things change. And I essentially see see SkyFi as something that's taking away the accessibility pains, the affordability pains, and perhaps the usability pains of using um, earth observation data. And those are the three things that I think needed to be solved in industry when I got into it six years ago. Uh, But it seems like that's kind of what you're attempting to solve. Um, But Bill, when you decided to found the company, what made you do it was it the sales processes that uh, that we know of how the industry goes about with emails and calls was that kind of the frustration that led to this point or you know something must have sparked because you know you don't just come, come from being a hedge fund
1: we had a product that we were building um for for tracking frack crews and um we also thought of a product for tracking dark ships on the ocean And one of the things you need to do is you need to train your models. So I was running around with $250,000, $500,000 checks, trying trying to give the money to satellite operators. And I was ready to pull my eyelashes out going through the process. It was extremely frustrating. And imagine a person as impatient as I am. I'm a trader, right? I make instantaneous decisions. I allocate capital. The thing happens instantly. And, And I thought to myself, this isn't a tech business this is a science business. And I was so frustrated. I went on a rant, um, <laughs> in a, in a meeting. And then I, I thought to myself, why, why am I ranting? Why don't I just build it? Like, shut the hell up, Bill Perkins, just go build it. Stop complaining, be the change that you want to see, you know, kind of that mentality. And so the, the process, the, um, the, the time it took, the obfuscation of pricing, the lack of transparency, right? The trader was like, wait, what? The price is up there all the time. You know, uh, all those things were, were an obstacle. And if you, if you look at behavior design, right? Behavior is the convergence of motivation, ability, and a prompt. Prompt, usually we call it advertising or that notification, right? So really it's ability and motivation. I was highly, highly, highly motivated to acquire satellite imagery. Yet with hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? I couldn't do it in the time frame. It was just—it was just amazing. Like, if I said, "Hey, get this done," or you know, "You're gonna die tomorrow," you know, the mob's gonna kill you in three days, four days. I couldn't have got it done. And that was just silly to me, right? When when I can order everything I possibly need online—a jet, (laughs) a car, a pizza, a donut, coffee, a massage. And, but, you know, all, all kinds of imagery. So I, I just didn't understand it. Uh, I was extremely frustrated. And I, I'm just one of, those, one of those people. You know, they're, they're out there that, hey, there can be a better way. And as I was thinking about my own personal frustration, I thought, wow, imagine all the other use cases. Imagine all the good that can be done. Imagine all the problems that could be solved if we easified this. And got this information into other people's hands. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it didn't stop there, right? You keep going. What about what about the analytics? Because, yes, there's a few that can take that information, take it, and, and gather the insights. But really, a computer does better insights than you can, right? Sure. Like, if I just handed you a phone with a processor and a GPU or whatever, but no apps on it, it would be useless to 99.9999% of the people. But I throw the apps on and, like, holy cow, look what we've done. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of how the, the the chain of thought going. That that frustration got me to, hey, I can have an impact on the world. But why
0: do you think it took so long, Luke? The is it just you know you you all tried to do it at the perfect time because we've had launches of the satellites go up and the data becoming available, so it's just the right thing at the right time? Or why hasn't there been another frustrated bill? Is why I'm asking
2: yeah I think well I think the the prompt there's been a ton of frustrated bills you know and but there is a difference between you know all the other frustrated bills and Bill Perkins where you know there's a lack of action on a lot of people obviously not with bill and there's there's been the need been the thought but I think most people just go like ah oh, this is really hard I can't do it you know and that's that is the culture behind skyfire It's like we know this is hard we know negotiations with partners are hard and building this is hard but you know, that's what we're here for hard problems um, but I think the why is very important you know why was this sales process so painful and it goes back to the largest purchase purchaser historically has been governments across the world governments have a very set acquisition cycle is very familiar with it you have salespeople you have months- long negotiations because at the end there's a set dollar amount contract. Users, you know, in the government want their, um, you know, want their product without any risk to product, and that's the thing about the the military and the government is, yeah, you know, we and they take immense personal risk, but zero financial risk. And I could go on a tangent about you know the acquisition process and the defense primes. But that's a story for another day. So naturally, these organizations started with the sales process. That's our biggest customer. And now, you know, to the question of technology. You know, five ten years ago, this wasn't possible because of a couple of things. One, the the you know launch costs were so expensive. Again, there was zero risk of of you know that was palatable to get to space. But now you can throw up better innovation for cheaper. It's faster. So this innovation cycle has just been rapidly increasing by the advent of of really SpaceX. You know, the last decade, I think a stat is you know each year there's about three hundred items going up to space. And now the next decade it's like 1,700 and and you know there's the numbers are close. So you see this inflection curve. So that's one reason. But then also this thing, like the advent of processing power and computers to put this into people's hands and go, okay, now is the time. You know, because even if you had cheap, you know, satellite imagery five, 10 years ago, there's still the process function. And that's what's core to us is the the process. How do you do it? And that's what differentiates. You know, good companies from great companies is the process in the UX, in the the decisions about putting it into the hands of people, getting rid of the bureaucracy and going, hey, world, here it is. And people get it.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, like the, the best satellites uh, in terms of resolution in the next five years will be Albedo. Albedo didn't exist years ago, right? Like we have, it's hard to have a marketplace unless you have, uh, you know, you need multiple providers, and and now uh, you know there's several providers going up with different sensors, new technology, lower costs, and the piece they're missing is access to uh, access to this new customer base, right? That has been largely ignored mm-hmm. as as people have been focused on on the government, and and we came in and said, no, we don't think the government is actually the biggest buyer of satellite data. Sure. Uh, we believe that there's pent up demand and and pent up use cases that haven't been addressed because of this process and this pain, and so a little bit of right ripe, right ripe, uh, right time going on there. Um, but there's also a, a religious belief that in this pent up demand that is not necessarily widely held um,
0: as, 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 as that we have. But does it help that you are going to be the first user of SkyFi as well? Because, you know, you are the company. SinMax is probably going to be, probably is the first user of the product that you've built. Does it help that the the action, the lack of action that Luke talked about that doesn't exist in the industry or people knew this was a problem, but nobody was willing to solve? Was the fact that you were going to be the first user helped as well? Your your kind of incentive to go and build yeah, the platform? Before there was a SinMax, right? My hedge fund, Skylar um we cut a
1: contract with uh planet to to buy data for one product and when planet went public we were one percent of their revenues and i was a teeny hedge fund teeny tiny hedge fund hundred million dollar aum a gnat on the screw of the machine in the financial world trying to get one product out of like many variables to track rigs and so to me that really spoke i was like wait a minute i'm just one guy and I'm 1% of this guy's revenues right in the financial world um imagine how many other bill perkins there are in this vertical and that's just one vertical you know out of many 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 verticals in financial and so it it did it help that I was a customer yes because I saw the light you know I could see it clearly yeah um that th- this you know that there were going to be hundreds and thousands and perhaps millions of use cases and customers out there uh both medium size and small what i call prosumer to consumer right uh, and and so that helped me you know be aware and have faith right like i got religion i got baptized real fast
0: you know <laughs> Right, so so today, Skyfire is um, an app on the web, and you also have mobile apps, correct? And today, you have you provide access to imagery, and the future, as I understand, you want to provide access to analytics as well. Um, so, a couple of questions on your kind of vision and also the way you've executed. What was the need for developing a mobile app? Do you think the web app was not enough? or what was the rationale? Was it because people needed it at the you know tip of their fingers? Because I'm thinking, how much can you really see on a smartphone or on an iPad, or how much can it handle really as, as you know the satellite image, the size of the image is, is pretty high? So I'm wondering what, what, is, what was the rationale for a mobile app?
2: Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I mean, there is this you know device that everyone has on their person at all time. 24/7 it's the first thing people look at in the morning it's the last thing they look at um, when they go to sleep and it's constantly there it's like a little slot machine in your pocket you know you you want that that hit of information so that is an information source and you know to say hey we're just gonna go on web because it's really hard to go on mobile would have been just a, a you know strategic mistake because it is a it is a sales channel for us it is a information channel i think more importantly it's an education channel for it and it is difficult it hard but back to the ux where we put a ton of time into that going what do people need to know you know how do they need to know it and what needs to be represented in our our web app and our mobile apps are are very similar and you know we condense the information where you can go levels deep and you can go on our our website blog but the information's there. And it's just, you know, and we're starting to see the data, you know, for users, you know, and, and we're talking tens of thousands of sessions on mobile already. And that is, you know, probably unheard of for any app that has launched this this shortly. Um and I know we're gonna talk about the consumers versus you know business and enterprise, but we'll get to that. But it, it's an easy decision, you know, and and yeah. you know, why not?
1: Imagine if you imagine your African parks network and you got uh, to know where the herd is or you're trying to protect from poachers, do you have a laptop in the field plugged in or do you have a mobile phone? Sure. Right. Skinny device. Right. There's some there's so many use cases where, you know, you're you're a soldier and you need to see over the hill. <laughs> you know, like, do you, have a, do you have time to have a big, you know, you, here's your, it's on your phone. Right. Here's a synthetic or aperture or radar image. You know, we'll go this way instead of that way. I mean, there's a lot of use cases where your phone is what you need, right? Mm-hmm. You're a hiker, yep. right? You're, you're, you're going hiking and you need to know if this path is snowed in or not snowed in. I, you know, I'm just making these up, but like this device is always on you. It provides information and we are providing that earth observation data to where you are. And so the concept is you meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. If you're a UX company, you meet them where they are, and guess where they are? They're on their mobile devices. Sure. Are they also on the web? Are they also on? You know, people are like, "No, I just need desktop because I'm a super fancy GIS guy and I have a PhD and I do really, really big stuff." Yes, we meet them where they are too. But we meet the people where they are. So I don't care what device they comes out—a device we haven't even thought of—if that's where the people are, we'll meet you there.
0: Right. So that's on the, you know, the distribution. So the kind of segments you're targeting, right? So you have obviously the mobile app and, you know, a lot of your communication has been towards the B2C audience in terms of what people can do, how they can see their vacation photos or where they're getting married and all that. And B2C is another area that I've been very interested in for the last few years. It's like nobody has cracked it. The only one who's cracked it is um, the company that's selling uh, prints of photos and of which I have several in my house. Of satellite images daily overview that's the only b2c company that i know of that has cracked the b2c market and it's been surprising so you know b2c is obviously a market that you're targeting but you're also targeting businesses correct so you obviously you know you you started out with uh, with a business use case in mind so how do you kind of target both these markets do you see them as complementary do you see them as risky because you know one would want something else and one is obviously based on more behavioral trends that's the b2c side and b2b is a lot going to be about process and how you deliver it and a lot of boring stuff let's let's say so how do you see the you know difference in terms of targeting these two segments
2: you know, on the on the b2c well first on the website we talk about uh, you know traveling and wedding planning, not because we think that's going to be this, you know, the wedding planners of the world are going to, you know, be the huge spenders, but to very intentionally get it into people's heads. This is for everyone. This is not just for the super wealthy or governments of the world. So that is that message that we want to get across because most people in the world have no idea what GIS even stands for, nor should they, they just know they have problems, but there's, they're solving them other ways. On the B2C side, you know, we, in the, in the, Enterprise or B2B side, you know, I always like to say there's there's really two big buckets of customers we have. The existing purchasers of satellite imagery that want a better process and price. That is it. They don't want to have a huge sales contract. It's clunky. They want easification of this data. And that, you know, is the finance world one of the fastest growing, you know, purchasers. Obviously, you know, case in point with Skylar Capital under Bill, you know, all the other hedge funds, real estate insurance, agriculture. So we're targeting those. And that's what we did in our beta test. You know, we selected users from each of those to go, hey, what do you want to see? How do you want to see it on, on that side? So there's this huge existing purchasers of, of satellite imagery. And then there's the other bucket of this long tail consumer that we believe is going to be the largest purchaser and you know or very you know close to it in the future that needs education they need time they need to know the use cases so merging both of those i think of it as you know a top down approach where you know we're going to direct paid media to those existing purchasers for the awareness gap and then the bottom up approach with the consumers so the world knows about it you know and that it's happening with, i mean it's still very early but a week in you know, we're at 141 out of 195 countries in the world. You know, I challenge any application in the world to have that sort of reach in the early days for this. And that groundswell feeds into the existing purchasers where they hear about it and hear this on social. So it's very intentional. Um, And then I will say too, on on the consumer market, a lot of the talk, you know, we hear with, you know, on panels and, you know, World Satellite Business Week and other events like, you know, is there a consumer market? Is there not a consumer market? My answer is, well, of course there hasn't been a consumer market because a consumer has to pay five to six figures, sign up for a contract, go through three to six months of negotiations. No one's going to do that. You know, that's why, you know, it hasn't existed yet. And that's what our belief is, you know, build case in point. That's why we created this.
1: Yeah. How, how would a salesperson know that I wanted to track frack crews? How, how would they know? How about they didn't even know to call and ring my doorstep, right? So, so like, I, I'm not going to pretend I know the use cases. It's impossible. But if I make it the tool easy enough, right, they'll tell me the use cases. Then through iteration, you know, they'll be like, hey, I want an API call, right? Because I need to buy, I have a recurring order and I have thousands of them and I can't use your interface. I need an API. We build an API form, right? So... Meeting people where they are, making it easy, and then letting the market tell us what they want. That's what we're going to do. Because in my case, no salesperson was going to come to me and be like, hey, Bill Perkins, um, if you take these satellite images and you chop them up and you run a machine learning on it, you can know exactly where every frat crew is in the United States of America. And that's going to give you insights that's going to make your investors millions of dollars. That wasn't going to happen. Right? Right. It was going to come from me knowing what my problem is. And so our our our, our approach has been like, have faith. The hive mind knows what it wants. Mm-hmm. Put it out there,
0: make it easy, and then listen to them. Yeah, give the power to the people. Um, Correct. On, in terms of the data that you have available, right? Obviously, you started with optical data, the one that's very intuitive. You see what's going on. Um, I see that you have plans or you probably have already integrated data from other sensors. What was the rationale for it? Because I'm thinking, uh, you know, a normal user will probably not be able to read what a hyperspectral image is or clearly what a SAR image is because it's just, you know, zeros and ones. What was the rationale for also including other sources of data? Do you see also potential in that? Or that's kind of where the analytics market comes in?
1: I would just say that everybody, the people are out there. There are SAR people down like, holy cow, uh, I can now easily order SAR or hyperspectral right? Um, I don't know how many there are. I don't know, you know how to reach them. I just make it easy for them, right? So yeah, you're right. The, the, you know, most of our customers will be like, what do you mean hyperspectral? And they'll have to be this customer education program on how they can use it to solve their problems. And then as we add analytics and other tools, they don't need to know what hyperspectral is. They just need to know that there's a worm infestation in their crops. And this tool told them that, right? Or they're overwatering the southern half of their fields in Africa. Right, cheaply, and now now their yields have gone up, and so our thing is is like put the information out there. The experts will 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 tell you what they want and what they need, and they will use it, and the consumers will use what they need. But at the same time, there needs to be this customer education process. Luke, I'll let you. You.
2: It, it goes back to you know our our marketplace approach. I think there's three pillars to what we're building. There's you know first the acquisition, how do people physically get this data and imagery? And that's what we're doing. Then there's this other pillar of analytics. And we always talk about integrated analytics. Um, And I'll I'll go deeper in that in a second. Then I think there's also a storage function too here for, you know, think of it like a Google Drive-like experience where it's a launch point for those analytics. And Keep it in mind, our offering that we, you know, launched on the 17th, you know, last week is just a very narrow snippet of what, you know, we're planning to do. This is not, I mean, this is like, we just took like an inch off the starting line and that's what we're, you know, giving to the world right now. There's so much more planned. I mean, wait till you see what, you know, like a partner with Umbra, with SAR, what, you know, they're right down the street from us here in Austin, very good partnership. Wait till you see what we're gonna do with SAR. I mean, it's, it's gonna change the world and how people think of it because I think in a, under a, a geospatial mindset, you know, people think, well, SAR looks like this and how are you gonna present it? You know, To Bill's point, it's not about SAR, it's about the answers from the data. And so when we say we're doing integrated analytics, that means I want a, a person, a human to come to our app And have a question and get an answer. They don't care about the imagery. No one cares about the imagery unless you know you're the provider of the imagery or just like the raw data of it and we'll serve that market too. But it's really about the questions. And I don't think anyone has integrated analytics. And if they have, they've tried to build the team to solve every analytical problem out there. It's incredibly capital intensive, and the business model is failing. I think we're seeing companies suffer that fate here in the near future. So Back to the mindset, the core value. Let the crowd decide. That goes from our customers, but then to our partners. We partner with the best, but then the integrated user experience—that is what will make a difference here, and that's what we're we're solving for. It and then, hyper- yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, Go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, like, we're not trying to be like. Even Google is not
1: Google Play Store. Sure. Apple is not all the apps on the App Store, right? They're the platform, right? They're like, there's no way these are. I think they're trillion-dollar companies or used to be trillion-dollar companies. They're not trying to build every single app and solve every single problem. What they're trying to do is provide an easy access point for those geniuses to put their technology on a platform and match them with the end users. And, and that's kind of where we're coming from, right? We're a marketplace. And, you know, we, we always talk about the end-use uh, customer, uh, you know, the, the, the consumer of the data or the consumer of the analytics. But I consider the SAT operators my customer, too. Mm-hmm. I want to sell out their capacity. I I consider the analytics providers. They're our customer too. We want to put your tools to work. The, the better we do that, the bigger the impact we have on the planet. Fair enough. Right? And mission comes first. And our mission is to have a meaningful impact on the planet through the democratization of Earth observation data and analytics.
0: Right. And today you have a very visual um, notion of it. And it goes back to one of the things I was just thinking about yesterday and I thought about a few years ago as well, is do you also want to kind of become the Google for Earth observation or in today's world, the ChatGBT for earth observation where people can come in and ask questions and you just throw results at them is, this, is that part of your vision as well because once you have that integrated analytics that you're talking about luke is that kind of what your you know your kind of end goal yeah. would become because you'd become so equipped in terms of data and analytics that you know the next layer of converting it to easier information because not everybody wants to see the visuals if you know what i mean
2: yeah exactly and yeah your your post about that i think it was, it was spot on and and that's that's the roadmap, that's the end goal, cause it's about answers, you know, solving problems right away with an easy interface. And I think it's the natural evolution of technology. That's what we're seeing today and we want to be a part of that. Yes, we're starting with satellites, but we also have stratospheric balloons and drones and airplanes and who knows what the future, underwater drones maybe, who knows, might not fit with the name, but it's about just ingesting data at one aspect, but questions at the end and how do you query that, so anyone can do it. So my 15 year old daughter can come do it, and you know, have her answer questions, you know, of data in a meaningful way that again, that can change the world. You know, that's what we're looking to do: make change.
1: Right. We want to enable people to have a, a, an impact, and, and and if if one of our providers is like, "Hey, we can take your data and give answers," then we'll we'll do that. It doesn't necessarily have to be us, sure. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, and so. I, I think that's a natural evolution, but you know, first right now we're focused on the UX, mm-hmm. the UI. That's user experience for people listening. We're focused on user experience and the UI, getting them access to data and deliberately, you know, rolling out these things as quickly as possible, but making sure that that
0: customer experience is excellent. Yep. Yeah, it's been yeah, right. it's only been a f- what a year or so. Since I got to know about SkyFi, but, you know, you already got the product out. So, yeah, so you, are, you guys are pretty quick. Um, I want to ask about the, the partnerships and the data providers. How are you trying to convince them? Are they convinced enough? How are, they, how are you con- convincing them that there is a commercial market and, you know, you need to be on the platform? Are you just going to go and present the data because numbers peak? And you know, once you have people coming onto your platform, you know you'll have numbers. Now that you have the product out, you know you don't have to go with hypotheses. I'm guessing you can go with real data now.
1: So, so for our anchor for our anchor uh, tenants, um, we, we tenants providers. Um, we 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 provided guarantees, right? We took risk. Um sure. We said, you know, they're like oh, we don't believe in the market, blah blah blah. We're like, we'll cut you a check that you can't ignore, right? Because we believe in it. Um, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. And now that, you know, they see the app and the UI and the UX and they're like, oh, this really is easy to use. Right. And now they see the orders flowing through and they're like, oh, we need to take these guys seriously. And everybody sees it. Right. And there's, there's this buzz and we're, we're, we're dragging them kicking and screaming to product market fit. Right. But it's for their benefit. Right when we when we have these meetings, it's like, listen, my guy, my job is to sell out all your capacity. That's my job, you know, and I take it seriously because um, the more the more information that's flowing into the hive mind, the more impact the hive mind can have on the world. And so it has been very very difficult mm-hmm. because they've had entrenched processes that were basically government focused and not and 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 science focused and not customer focused. Sure. And I'll let Luke jump in on, 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 on what he thinks or, or, you know, what's been going on.
2: Yeah. And there's this, this, you know, dragging along and again, facts matter. So numbers matter. And that's what we're, we're starting to present to individuals. Like this is here, you know, we, we get it, you know, but some of the the partnership stuff, again, it's cultural based. It's, it's coming from a sales-based commission process that you know, that's what drives that organization. And, you know, on the culture side for us, we match that, you know, or counter that sales-based commission or or you know, sales approach that takes three to six months with a team that is used to moving fast. You know, again, we are not Earth observation experts and we don't want to be. That's what our partners are for. We have yep. teams from Uber, from you know, huge tech companies. You know, I came from Uber, our CTO Crossing came from Uber, our head of product Alex came from Uber. So we understand building for the masses and millions. Yep. And, you know, that's what we're informing our partners on. It's like, hey, we understand this. Trust us. Believe us. Now we're proving it through data. That's why you should come. You guys put the metal in space. You'll know, put the balloons in the air and the drones in the air. We will be the touch point for the consumers. Um, for it. And in, in the analogy, I don't know if you want to do the the Netflix analogy. I, I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can do it or, or,
1: you know, no, you do it. You do okay. it. Have fun. Yeah. I got another yeah. one coming up. <laughs> yeah. Good.
2: Yeah. We're, we're big on analogies. We yeah. I'm surprised we haven't had thrown like 10 at you, but you know, we think of, of, you know, our, our partners, our providers as the movie studios of the world and we're Netflix, you know, users go to Netflix because you can get comedy, drama, thriller, any time of the day, any variety. Um, well, it's the same thing with sky Get you know, eO thermal IR hyperspectral analytics in the future integrated analytics in the future and that's what's exciting and those those movie studios need to continue to pump out the best content the best ideas and and better sensors in, in this analogy for us and you know we want to be that that other layer for it
0: but do, do you think that there's this or at least this perceived resistance because they're also trying to do the distribution themselves um perhaps in the future you 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 do you think that in the future the distribution is probably going to be through marketplaces like yours and you know they would just take care of the space segment? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yes. People don't want to go to the toilet paper store and the orange juice store and the milk store. They want to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right. And now they don't even want to go to the grocery store. They want to have it delivered to their house on some app. Right. right? And so that's where we're at. I and mean, that's where we try and convince them. It's like, listen, you have a great product. And, yes, yeah, some people will go to the bespoke gro- uh, toilet paper store because but really they want it on Amazon. Right. They want to deliver it delivered in, 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 in an easy uh use. And that's worth paying for. Mm-hmm. We all pay for it. Right, a lot. A lot of people will not switch for a cheaper price or anything because they have an easier process. Right, and remember, in behavior design, ability or easification is the most important thing. Yep. After a prompt, it's easeification. Motivation goes up and down. Who cares? If you make it easy enough, like super easy, the behavior will happen, and that's where we focus. Right, and so easy means all the sensors on one platform. All the orbital passes on one platform or two, right? Analytics, right there. My account, I could store it right there. And so most tech companies, which we are a tech company, focus on making processes easy, Mm -hmm. right? And there's two things we can make easy, process and price. And we're focused on both. We're laser focused on
0: both. Well, what can you tell us about the analytics? Because that's that's an interesting space and... There's been some movement in that direction, but how do you go about integrating analytics? Do you have um, a verticalized strategy um, that I often talk about where you start with a vertical and then start integrating analytics from that vertical onwards based on, you know, kind of the users that are starting to use? Or do you want to go horizontal and kind of just have everything in one place and let the users take what they want? Because, you know, it's, it's a choice of you want to start a supermarket or do you want to just start with, you know, you get some sort of grocery and only cosmetics?
2: Yeah, it, it's really on sequence and timing. Um you know we have to pair up the analytical abilities with sensors on the platform. Sensors on the platform are reliant on those partner companies to have APIs that are ready to connect into SkyFi. And that is a fundamental weakness in the industry right sure. now. So we are we are taking that. Um, you know, that sensor-based approach and going, cool, we've got EO, we're going to have SAR pretty soon, you know, hyperspectral a little bit later, you know, so matching the analytical approaches up first with sensor-based, but then also going on the vertical first, like the biggest purchasers, you know, financial, agriculture, you know, real estate, insurance, kind of, that's probably a a close order of how we offer and, and, and market that. But then there's this whole other bucket where The users are going to tell us, you know, our tens of thousands of user sessions a day are coming in and providing tremendous data on what they want. User feedback, you know, we're trending on Hacker News for, you know, which was phenomenal and number one for a long time. And we get a bunch of feedback there on use cases we're not even going to think about.
1: Yeah, there's tons of use cases we're not going to think about. And so I look at it the same way. It's like, let's say we had a store right? We had a store uh, or a platform where anybody with analytics can put it on and integrate it, right? Like the app store just goes, hey, if you're safe and you're not a virus, we throw you up and then we let the crowd decide which gets used, right? Um, you know, there's, and for each thing, like for, I play poker, there, you know, there's a bunch of poker apps, but the top poker apps are the ones that get used, right? Provide, that are easier to use, uh, provide the best insights, et cetera. And so I, that's how I envision it. It may go a different way. It's early days. The bottom line is we are coming on a full 360 approach of the data you know acquisition storage analytics and making sure that it's easy and um and and available for people to use and so that that's where we go how we got there you know that that might change around the edges but you know we're we're coming
2: yeah and arvin just one, one last point there on you know when we release things yeah, we are solving for having a magical customer experience. And that has been left out of the industry where it's more of a science base. like we can do it, the math works, the product thingy works, but there's not been this drive towards, but does the customer feel like this is magic? And that's the feedback we want. So when analytics are integrated and it feels like a magical experience, then it will be released. And there's there's no sacrificing on that for, for SkyFi.
0: Yeah. And, you yeah. know, on the platform, what I liked was also the the nice touch about the small weather icon on, uh, you know, a lot of people, have, I think I showed it to a few people and they were like, hmm, why are they showing the weather? And you kind of start understanding a little bit more about remote sensing and you're like, do you want your picture to be full of clouds or not? So, you know, pick a pick a sunny day, right? right. So intuitive ways of also educating the customer because... Unless you know remote sensing, you probably would not think about, like, clouds and sensors and, you know, why should I care? But then now you're kind of also, I guess, providing some sort of an education about Earth observation yes. in a very, I guess, user-centric way as opposed to, you know, you need to learn the science of remote sensing.
1: Yeah, yeah we had some genius feedback. One of the fe- one of the pieces of feedback that we got today uh, in our Slack channel was what somebody commented that, you know, we put out the resolution, you know. 30 to 50 centimeters is, is, is high. And somebody says, they didn't know what that means. Yes. They didn't know that it meant one pixel. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's obvious to us. And it should be obvious to us that a lot of people wouldn't know that when we say 30 centimeter resolution, that refers to the pixel size. Yeah. Right. And we're like, this is something we need to change. Yeah. Right. To make it easier for the customer. Cause it's easy, if the customer sitting there wasting neurons trying to understand resolution, it's something that we need to change right away that we, you know, we, we, we missed it, right. We're going to miss certain things. We're not going to bat a hundred percent, but it's part of that thinking of like magical customer experience. I understand it. I don't waste neurons dealing with this, right. I don't waste neurons dealing with this. I get to the thing I want or the answer I want. Yeah. And so, you know, this is an iterative process, Mm -hmm. right? Agile development. I don't know if you heard that, that basically means, you know, put it out, get feedback from the customer, integrate it and, you know, I like to say that nobody moves faster than me, which means nobody moves faster than us. Fair enough. <laughs> and we like to go fast, right? Like that's our advantage, right? We don't have 10, you know, ten thousand engineers. You know, I hear these tech companies laying off ten thousand people. I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't even have ten thousand. You know, we we're, we're a small company, but we take risk and we move fast. And no company, no matter how big, will move as fast as we do. Oh, that's right. Sick. We put this together. We, it was six months to get this app out that you're, you're you're seeing right now. Is that right, Luke? Am I am I, yeah. am I online? Six to eight months, right? Yep, yep. From 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 our engineers building this thing, and and the, so the iterations um, of this product. You know, I cannot wait to mm-hmm. what people see in six months from now. Yeah.
0: So the, one of the questions I was going to ask was about competition. I think that was on everybody's minds, especially, you know, half of the listeners are of this podcast are from the industry and they're going to be wondering, so how are you different from ABC or D and before I just say any names, but I want to ask about competition. So you mentioned speed was, is that kind of the differentiating factor and the user experience? Of course, that you talked about, is that what or, or the fact that you're coming from the outside? Because a lot of folks who've started companies trying to solve some similar problems are all from the industry. So I guess they're probably making, I don't know, assuming things that of people that are within the bubble and, you know, you guys are coming from the outside. Is that kind of the differentiating factor? Because obviously competition is kind of a larger subject and, you know, we can talk about it in one separate episode if we want. But I want, you know, I wanted to just talk about, you know, how do you look at competition? And well, I mean, we're not competition
1: focused. We're customer focused. There are competition focused companies out there, mm-hmm. uh, but we're customer focused because at the end of the day, I believe the customer provides all the value. Not a little bit of the value, not 90%, all the value. Sure. Like anybody can make the thing. Anybody can make I, I If you show me 2 million people a year who want to buy a car, I'm a car company. Show me 2 million people a year that I have a relationship that want to buy pizza, I'm big, you know, I'm Pizza Hut right? so the thing is being customer focused and delivering what they need and so I think that's one of our advantages right and then anybody can be customer focused two um if they if they have that culture but it's really hard to change who you are um two we move fast extremely fast um we're not afraid to take risk and and, and fail and then get back up um you could be a top senior manager at IBM and you cannot go 100k over budget Remember, when I started this, we were doing $250,000, $500,000 experiments, okay, in a small fund to get things done. And so, you know, who we are allows us to develop products quickly and create a relationship with the customer, okay? And so, um, and our mission, our dedication to our mission, mission first, mission comes first. So... Great. There's more competition, more impact on the world. I'm happy. My kids, your kids, everybody lives in a better, safer, cleaner world, right? So I love competition. Sure. Let, 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 let's go, you know, like show me ways that I could be more customer focused. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't care, right? Like I, I only care about the mission, mission first. Luke, you want to jump in?
2: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a phrase I love is, you know, competition breeds excellence. And that's what, you know, is best for this industry. And there's, you know, now, I mean, we did not go well. It took X company this long to get to their first product. We didn't even talk about competition or other companies because we knew what our mission was and we focused on it. Um, there is going to be competition. People will be out there. But I think, you know, it goes back to cultural Focus and building a culture of of speed and efficiency and change, and one of those things that we hold dear is transparency. Yeah, you know, we were one of the first companies. To go, hey, here's what our pricing is going to be. Flat out, put it out there. And then you see other companies, you know, from a variety of industries, kind of have been transparent. But even saying kind of have been transparent means they weren't transparent. Where you get in and there's like a matrix of pricing, and the customer's like, how do I do this? What what is my actual price? And that is. Just a fundamental business 101. Be transparent with your customers. You know, if you're trying to hide it and, you know, draw things, you know, that's a lack of trust that gets built up.
0: All right. Makes sense. Last question on your product and kind of your roadmap uh, before we move on to wrapping up. Um, Yeah. One question on how you think the company is going to go. Moving forward, because I have a lot of kind of theories, because that's kind of my job as a consultant to come up with theories and mm-hmm. see if this is how the market will go, this is how the companies will grow. Are you going to go, or let me ask it the other way: Do you think your customers are all going to be people who you have no idea who your customers are, or do you think you'll somehow end up with a set of categories of customers? I don't know, hedge fund traders—they are going to be my customers. Do you think that's how it'll end up becoming, or you know, you're kind of open in terms of how the company is going to grow?
1: I'm going to take this first because there's actually disagreement internally on who our customer is going to be, right? We have bets. We actually have bets going on internally, right? I'm always like, people ask a question and and it didn't go over well with uh, investors or some people. I'm just like, I don't know. Um, They're going to tell us, right? We have a very large company that came to us and said, we want this API, whatever. And they'd probably be equivalent to like, I don't know, a thousand to 2000, uh, individual customers, right? Um when 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 you know the US government procures from Amazon. Yep. My daughter procures from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Everybody procures from Amazon, right? So who's who's gonna be our customer? It's everyone. That's the way I think of it. It's every single one now. Who's gonna be the biggest segment? We're betting on that, right? A lot a lot of people are like, oh individual customers are a pain in the butt, blah blah blah, just you know, get five large API clients and then that's going to be it. And I'm like, no, 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 because the general daughter will be using this app and I'd be like, oh, we should all use this app as well. Right. <laughs> it, or, or, or the procurement manager or the GIS specialist. Right. They have friends and they're like, wait a minute, you're using hyperspectral and that's my job and you're using it more than I am. Easier than I am. Right. So they'll find out and there will, will be the household name of, of, of earth observation. That's how I see it going. And, and, you know, um, internally we, we, you know, we have a, we have a, an advantage in that, I don't know, I'm Z level famous. Cause I play poker and I've been <laughs> trading and I'm 53, et cetera. And I, I know all these, these, these people. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go on this guy's podcast and I'm going to go tell this, uh, famous person, X Y Z. and Z and internal like, no, 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 don't do that. We don't. We can't support the user experience yet for the flood. Sure. So where is our company going? It's going to be a flood, and we're preparing for that because this is, it, we, there is pent up demand. Luke.
2: Yeah. Your answer. Everything Bill said. I think you know the first will be the the current purchaser's satellite image that it's easy but um i i firmly believe we don't know of course there's a, there's pressure you know um from other companies with their investors to go go after the big enterprise companies mm-hmm. you know show arr that's very sustainable here's your growth path you know we're we're not taking that approach um i liken everything we're doing to the gps analogy that i, I love to use you know 30 years ago if i came to an investor and said hey I wanna, you know, get some money because I want to build this technology because I think in the future, everybody's gonna be using GPS in every part of their life. And I guarantee investors would be like, nope, that's military technology. Don't see the use case coming up for it. Well, now here we are. Everyone's got two to three GPS devices on their on their body at all times. And that is what, you know, we just don't know. Humans are horrible at projecting what the technology trends. No one would have sure. known we're gonna be on a podcast. You know, um, talking about democratizing satellite imagery and putting it on a mobile phone 15 years ago, let alone 30 years ago. So it's we don't know. But there's there's we see the flood coming.
0: Got it.
1: Yeah. We're, we're, and, and, you know, if we're wrong, we're wrong. We're religious zealots about the mission. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's our bet. Um, the, 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 the current the concurrent data is validating that is consistent with our belief. Um, and, and there's historical examples, like as Luke pointed out from GPS to, to mobile phones, et cetera, like, oh yeah, we're going to need GPS because kids on Snapchat are going to want to know where each other are and that's how they're going to socialize people are like you're crazy. Yep. Right. And so we get a lot of, you're crazy at these satellite conferences and now they're like, maybe they're not so crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. It's a fun ride. All right, let's wrap it up with some questions on the state of Earth observation, because, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about SkyFi, but going one level higher, looking at the state of the year today, what's your just your just general take on the state of Earth observation today? Because there are tons of satellites, you know, projected to be launched. I don't know if they're going to launch. Um, the industry is perhaps overcrowded. But that's probably good news for you in terms of availability of data. But are you concerned about the state of you, or what What are your thoughts on?
2: The exact opposite. I think we're at a historical inflection point, which you know, we're just like dipping our toes into what's available in Earth observation, let alone space. When you look at SpaceX and what's coming to a starship, launch costs going down dramatically. And, and with that just comes innovation. So I think this is a a moment in time for humans that – you know, will be remembered. Like this is how it starts. You do you remember when SpaceX launched? You know, landed two of their boosters at the same time. You know, I mean, that is unbelievable. So I think we're yes, there's going to be launch failures, and some companies will go bankrupt because of business models or whatever reason. And but we are at a historical time in in humanity for change. Nonetheless, this is this is amazing.
1: I, I'm here to try and save all those 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 companies, right? If I can just get them, you know, a lot of them I'm I'm trying to tell them and this is a message for every single launch company. A lot of them they they go like, "I got the greatest sensor and the technology and they put it up or whatever" and I'm like, "Where's your API?" "How can I launch the API like API?" "Oh, no, we'll, we'll we'll get to it." Right? And they don't realize like software development it's tough. Yep. Right? And making sure the customer experience is is awesome, it's tough. We suck in hard and we spit out easy. And so I'm trying to save them from themselves because I don't care how good of a technology you throw up the sky. If you can't match it to the customer and match the customer needs, it's worthless, which means your company is worthless. Right. <laughs> and there are so much, I believe there's so much pent up demand that I'll take all, I- I- we'll take it all right? all. right. Just, just get on board. We'll take it all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, our job is to sell out all your, all your satellite space. You know, and, and you know, they're like, son, you can't buy all the potatoes. There's no French fry market. And I'm like, oh, oh yes I can. And I'm gonna make you richer in the process. Fair enough. So that that's that's where that's the way I think of the market.
0: Yeah. Seems like that's um some message for the folks from satellite providers listening to the podcast. Uh right. Last question on on this. Um this more of yeah, more of kind of a devil's advocate take is I believe that in the future Will not be interacting much with satellite imagery and will probably be interacting more with products derived out of satellite imagery and I kind of go with the parallel of weather, where we don't interact with data from other satellites, you interact with the products that come out of those satellites, temperature, wind speed, whatever it is. And that's kind of how I see the direction of Earth observation going, because it, it seems unsustainable that a lot of people will want to interact with imagery or sensors or algorithm or no, anything of that sort. So, you know, assuming that is the correct way of how the market's going to grow, how do you see SkyFi's role? If That's how, indeed, the market will evolve. Would you still be relevant? Would you be, you know, pivoting? Because the reason that I ask is not to say that people won't buy satellite imagery, but then it seems like that, at least in my head, seems like a temporary transition phase before we get to that product phase. Well, people
1: don't want day-to-day one answers, right? But Bloomberg's still here, right? Sure. They are the platform for the analytics, right? You want to analyze a bond? They have the formulas in the platform and the providers, et cetera. And they they buy them and they in-house them, et cetera. We'll have the platform model. Maybe our model will buy them and we'll in-house them the way Bloomberg does. But nobody cares about the data. They care about making the right trade. I mean, some of them do, right? Some of the analysts are like, I'm going to analyze the data my way, right? right? But Bloomberg is huge. They're a data provider. Got it. They're not going away, even though people want the answers. And so – we're here to provide what the customers want and we will evolve as, as the customers need us to evolve. And we're here to provide all of that. Right. So um, Luke.
2: Yeah. I mean, we are going to pivot. I mean, absolutely. Google started out as a search engine. Uber started out as black car only, you know, Amazon started out selling books. Of course we're gonna pivot and adapt over time. And that's what companies have to understand from the beginning. Sure. Yeah, you know, we are we are of course we're wrong on on a whole bunch of stuff. That but that's the beauty of being able to move fast. Um so I do believe it is more in the answer, is very much what you said, and we're gonna be there, you know, because we're gonna have the touch point to the customers. That is what allows a company to pivot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, being being having that relationship with the customer and providing an excellent experience. I think uh, Alice Fishwick, our, our our head of product, gave a great presentation uh, to us, which really kind of opened my eyes. It's like, here's the first version of Google Maps. <laughs> you know, here's the first version of this, right? And it was kind of like, so he's like, don't don't be upset, don't be frustrated that it's not the big shiny thing that you think is going to be right uh, there. It, it, it's going to get there. And so I'm looking forward to the journey. You know, I I love the journey. I'm excited about it. I'm passionate about it. I'm a zealot about the mission. I love the people that we're working with. Everybody's excited
0: and, and it's a worthy cause. So we will be what the market needs us to be. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's start wrapping up. One question that I always ask, but not in a very pessimistic way, but, you know, to be pragmatic is... What worries you about the state of the industry today? And obviously, you know, if you've had a pretty optimistic conversation and you two seem very optimistic, but then to to just take a pragmatic side, is there anything that worries you about the state of Earth observation today?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, really a lot on science focused. Building the best, you know, sensor camera flying around, and there's a lack of, you know, focus on large, you know, customer base and touch point. Obviously, that's why we're here. Um, that is concerning, but it really relates. You know, our business relies on partnerships and the ability to get an API. You know, provide that data, have the software capability to keep up with the pivots that will naturally occur in the industry. I think is concerning. I think it's. I, I candidly think maybe controversial. You know we're still in the stone age with satellites in terms of their business model and thinking and dealing with, you know, months and years ahead where the rest of the world deals in minutes and seconds. Um, that's where the, the worry is.
1: Yeah. It's my frustration point. Even people who were like, we love each other. We agree, Skyfi. We see your vision. We'll have the API for you in a month. Three months later, you know, like SpongeBob, right? Like that is what worries me and concerns me is that, even people who see the light who have been baptized um either don't understand or don't take it seriously. Or, you know, it's hard to, to take them to the promised land, even when they want to go to the promised land, because they have to build this API. And it's like this whole new skill set that they don't have, right? It's not that they're they're incompetent. It's just that their skill set is orbital science and sensors and lenses and 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 you know temperature and calculating friction, not API calls and endpoints and and, and making sure, you know, it, it latency issues between computers, right? And so
0: that is the thing
1: that scares me and, and or frustrates me right now.
0: All right. So last question. In five years time, what do you want Skyfire to be known for or known as?
1: I, I want to be known as the company behind meaningful impact and change, whether it be pollution of rivers or, or stopping some war or some kid in a basement wrote an app based on our sensors that detects rot on bridges and bridges don't collapse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like uh, that's what I would be known for. I wouldn't be the guy behind the guy. I mean, we're not surgeons, but we make surgical tools, right? Like that kind of analogy, right? I I can't do that, but I can, I can't be the geniuses of the world, but I can enable the geniuses of the world to have an impact. And I'm I'm looking forward to the day when it's like, Hey, you know, this thing that got solved, we use SkyFi products then that helped us get it done that's what i want
0: to be known for got it and do you think skyfi's brand will be known or do you think it will be in the background we're holding back on our awareness right now we're going to be like kleenex right
1: okay Fair enough. so people will be like i skyfied it right we will become a verb and adjective like google right well i think
0: i think that's a better answer in five years it will become a verb
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna be a verb i skyfied it i googled it you know i i I used the Kleenex, you know, that, that type of thing.
0: Cool. That brings us to the end. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to plug? I think we covered quite a bit of things over an hour. Um, the only thing I'll plug is the team behind this
2: too. You know, Alex Fishworth, product, Mark Horowitz, COO, uh, Crossin, you know, on our our CTO, the engineering team, that is really the, you know, the engineering behind it. I mean, that that is very deliberate and, you know, very important to call out, um, you know, and it makes everything else, you know, easy with a team like that.
1: And I guess I would add is that we're not operator's enemy. We're your friend. Like I said, we're here to sell out your capacity. We're here to meet your sales and revenues goals. We're here to help you. Um, it may not seem that way because we're doing things differently. You know, we're we're dragging you to product market fit. We're like, no, customers don't want this scene size. They want that scene size and yada, 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 all the things that we're doing. But it, it's for a purpose. And if we if we stay on mission... We, we all we all get to celebrate, right? Because we will get a fraction of the value that we provide society. And I believe we are going to provide immense value to society. And so that
0: fraction is going to be very, very large for all of us to, to share. All right. Brilliant. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for being on the podcast. This was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. <laughs>